We'll gather round, children. The party is on. Family and friends are here. The Mike Tomano Happening. Tomano! Welcome to another episode of the Mike Tomano Happening, and Lord have mercy, what an episode we have for you today. Yeah, strap yourself in. Ted Nugent, with over 40 million records sold, Ted Nugent has solidified his place as a rock and roll legend. His music, while it's got its roots in American blues, rhythm and blues, early rock and roll, it's infused with this primal intensity that is uniquely Ted. And he's going to tell you, on today's program, where that primal intensity stems from. Really a great interview. Uh, it's just, uh, he, he's he's been my friend for 30 years, and I'm always in awe of his work ethic, his dedication and commitment to being the best he can be at all times. And of course, his tireless efforts with his wife and his organizations that he promotes the great outdoors lifestyle with, constitutional freedoms he's fighting for gun rights each and every day undeniably the most active spokesman in the arena of second amendment and first amendment rights endless charitable works for our military heroes sick children everything he does whether it's you know running around with his dogs going to the grocery store and saying hello to people or making music or out there chasing after His dinner with a bow and arrow, he does with this undeniable spirit and fiery intensity and attitude. Attitude. That's what Ted's all about. The dictionary definition of attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. There's other uh, definitions there. A position of the body proper to or implying an action or mental state. So it's how you walk and it's how you talk. That says what your attitude is. And in one's work and in life, attitude is a paramount factor in quality of life. I believe that. There have been countless studies, of course, expounding on the beneficial effects of having a positive attitude. And the way one achieves and excels is based upon attitude, how you approach things. And whether you succeed or fail, how you react to either is a matter of your attitude. I mean, Lord knows I've adjusted my attitude many times in life, but it's always seeking to increase my personal motivation and determination at every failure or shortcoming. And my radio career has been well documented. It's a roller coaster. I've come close to what seemed at times to be mega gigs that would have propelled me into what is referred to as the big time syndication deals. Uh, I was in talks for evenings at a Chicago talk radio station. I was offered the job to replace Howard Stern in Grand Rapids afternoon gig on the East Coast. But in the 11th hour, each of these instances had circumstances that prevented them from coming to fruition. So forge ahead, I did and forge ahead, I do. And I remain relatively vital in the ever-changing landscape of personality radio 30 years into it. And what never changed was my attitude toward my work. I give it great worth. I continue to hone my craft, learn new things, and expand 
whatever artistic palette I'm expressing myself upon. So early in my career, my radio career, I interviewed him on my radio show. And suffice to say, I, I loved Ted's music since childhood and I loved his attitude as well. And we kept in touch immediately. And over the years, we've become really good friends. Uh, we've had deep conversations around campfires that I'll remember forever. We text each other constantly and we're in communication about day to day life and also things that are important, things that are important to us and to the future of our country. We're both patriotic men. So as Ted Nugent would say, everybody loves the American campfire. So gather around this campfire, boys and girls, and enjoy our conversation with the one and only Ted Nugent. Come and take it. It's a sample of Ted Nugent's song, Come and Take It, from his forthcoming album, Detroit Muscle. And in pure Nugent fashion, it pulls no punches, states its case emphatically, and Ted's music, of course, has enriched my life since I first heard his debut epic record at the age of eight. You've been a, you've been a hell of a uh, <laughs> hell of an influence on me, Ted. Uh, well, it's good for you. I can tell you have a, you have a certain glow about you, Mike Tamano. You know, I'm honored, and I moved to join you for truth, logic, and common sense on the Mike Tamano happening. Isn't that right? In your friendship, mentorship, uh, your advice has fueled my activism, strengthened my work ethic, and so that's what I'm going to try to bring today. I mean, people know Ted's unbridled and passionate music. There's nothing like it. Uh, they know you as the premier promoter of the great outdoors lifestyle, your stance against drugs and alcohol abuse. People know that you are the defender. Like you said, truth, logic, common sense. This is no longer a political arena. It's truth, logic, and common sense against lunacy. And so we're going to talk about that. And of uh, course, we're going to delve into uh, your creative process because that's it's endlessly fascinating to me. And I've known you for almost 30 years, and I constantly pick your brain about how you come up with the stuff you come up with. <laughs> so welcome. It's good to have you here. I feel welcome. That's a great campfire we got going here, Mark. America has always sat down in front of the television, you know, and people have watched the honeymooners all the way through today, whatever they're watching. But it's essential that you get your kids uh, at a young age to sit down and watch Ted's, the spirit campfire, the social media phenomenon. We're going to talk about that. What, what was the impetus for that? Because obviously you're asked to be on all these talk shows all the time. But this is different. You kind of just sitting around playing your guitar and then pew, you go off into a, a tangent. <laughs> so it's You know, a- tangents are my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so yeah, the quality of life begins with um, a, a higher level of awareness so that you're tuned into your surroundings to the, to the best of your ability. But we have to learn to compartmentalize so that we don't get hammered. I think you and I have always agreed that the greatest philosopher of all times was Dirty Harry. Right. When, when he said a good man knows his limitations. So right now, I'm at 73 years clean and sober, um, I'm in really good, healthy shape. And I my my care meter is at an all-time uh, intensity yeah. because I really, really care. And I think the uglier and the more treasonous and the more criminal our government and the media, academia, big tech, Hollywood, the the worse the people in charge get, the more I care 
to stop them and yeah. to galvanize the other people because there's so many people that care, Mike, you know. Whether I'm at the feed mill or the local sushi bar in Jackson, Michigan, um, it doesn't matter where I go. People from every imaginable walk of life come up to me and want to talk hunting, music, um, politics, um, bows and arrows, um, you know, hunting dogs. Mm -hmm. I just I just am able to communicate with so many different people on so many different levels. But it always comes back to the heartbreak today. I started it right after uh, we threw out the greatest president of all times, Donald Trump. Um, when he got us energy independence, when he renegotiated global contra contracts to actually benefit America, well, that's that's radical. Imagine <laughs> that, yeah. So many, so many secured the border better than it had been in my lifetime, and so they want to know how did this happen? How did Joe Biden and these these criminal Democrats? How did they steal this election and put this freak in the White House and? I did. That proves that I'm not alone, that you and I are not alone, that people really do care. And even though the, the, the identification of the criminality and the treason by our government and the media and big tech uh, and Hollywood and academia is glaring and unprecedented, I really believe that the resolve of constitutional American families known as conservatives, God, family, country, work ethic, um, being the best that you can be, law and order, all the basic ingredients for safe streets and neighborhoods, secure life, um, the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It, it, it really is a, a powerful force out there. And when you're clean and sober all your life, you, you pick up on these vibrations, these, these sensations. Again, it, it, it can be described as truth, logic, and common sense. Yeah. So. When I see truth, logic, and common sense condemned and hated and lied about by the uh, treasonous media and government, um, uh, instead of beating me up and wearing me down, it fortifies me. I mean, there's a yeah. rabbit coyote on my porch. I know what to do to that rabbit coyote. Right. We, don't, we don't accept rabbit coyotes. And right now we're surrounded by rabbit coyotes and people are fed up with it. And uh, we hope we can get the dog catcher to take care of business, because I hate to think of what Plan B might be. You know, when you talk about Donald Trump, it wasn't a matter of whether or not his demeanor was off-putting to some people. It was the fact that there was a concerted effort to lie about him and the Russian collusion. I mean, we spent hundreds of millions of dollars, man hours, on on nothing. And then painting him as a racist. This is a president that did more for black communities, more for black universities, neighborhood restoration and opportunities than any other president in our time. I, I know. I mean, I hang out with black guys at the Ted sure. Spirit Campfire and at the gun range and down at the barbecue and at the hardware store. And uh, it doesn't matter where I run into my fellow Americans of every race and creed and color and, 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 and lifestyle. Um, they love this man who negotiated for America. Right. Donald Trump renegotiated, you know, global contracts that punished America for having the cleanest air, soil, and water while we rewarded India, Pakistan, and China. I mean, it, it literally <laughs> is like, it's like the Democrats would hire John Wayne Gacy to guard the children's playground. Um, yeah. it, it really is cuckoo nest stuff. Yeah. So, so again, my here it is a special time of year where 
unlimited soul cleansing opportunities are available to heal us with the powers of nature during the hunting season. The fishing is great right now. We're getting ready for a great trapping season. Those of us that participate in God's miraculous, renewable nature, um, we really know how to balance our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness while we fight against the criminality. And I got to tell you, it's time to celebrate. I'm sure you've talked about it, Mike, but in 2020 and 2021, we're selling more hunting licenses and fishing licenses than in many, many years because instinctively, Mm -hmm. intellectually, and spiritually, a person knows I need to get away from this. And the ultimate is a park, a, a, a campground, a forest, a national park, a state park, your uncle's farm, the river down at the end of the street. Yes. Um, once, once you get a, a, a lung full of nature, there is no Nancy Pelosi, at least temporarily, right. to go back and fight the rabid dog. So this is a special time of year. It's always a special time of year, the hunting season. It really is about celebrating God's miracle and, and, and accepting the reward of the greatest protein and, and entertainment and, and challenge in the history of mankind. But it also fortifies us to go back into our duties as Americans yes. to hold elected employees to constitutional accountability. And never in my 73 years has it been more important than it is right now. You know, growing up, I mean, I had uh, Democrats in the family and Republicans, and they would argue over stuff like taxes we're not even arguing about Republican and Democrat anymore. It's this is the collective mob against the individual in this country and in the world. And it's, it's the most frightening time imaginable, but it's also a time that I think people are waking up when you've got Bill Maher saying, hold on a second, what are we doing? I think it's starting to go beyond the realms of politics. Well, I've never, I've never seen such eagerness to openly commit constitutional oath violating right. violations by elected employees. I've never, I've never in my life thought that um, they could show footage of an invasion through our border and claim it's secured. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never thought there would be a time where instead of going, well, like, what we need is, is common sense gun safety reform, common sense gun safety reform. All we're asking for is common sense gun safety reform. Now they're telling us we're coming to take your guns. Yeah. These liberal Marxist treasonous Democrats are so out of their minds that they're literally attacking the foundational values that has created the greatest quality of life in the history of the world. What they're doing by forcing this experimental dangerous shot on people, people who can think for themselves, Mm. people who study health concerns and medical concerns, making the individual choice the proper freedom-based individual choice to decline the experimental shot, they are ostracizing smart, thoughtful people from society and bringing forth an invasion of sheep who will do anything that anything. the criminals tell them to do because when they leave Venezuela and, and, and Haiti, that life is such a, such a horrible life yeah. That even obeying a Nancy Pelosi might be better in the short term until they are completely enslaved. So the Democrats are chasing away the smartest thinking people in the world and bringing in the 
dumbest people in the world to blindly obey, and they're doing it to the military, they're doing it to the medical profession, they're doing it to the education of, uh, 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 establishment. Yes. And what does that leave us with? Sheep. Blind, yeah. obedient sheep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the end of the American dream. And, and what we're seeing is... People, like you said, just completely accepting it. We're giving out tickets in Chicago. You're getting a citation if you are indoors and you don't have a mask on. Yet in Texas, under a bridge, there's thousands of people wandering around uh, without masks on, without vaccinations. So how are we supposed to take this serious? You're doing a pretty good job of describing it. Yeah. But it's 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 literally planet of the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> you absolutely the, is. The, 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 the mayor of Chicago is the poster animal for anti-American hate and dishonesty. Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, these people are a different species because I know a lot of human beings and no human being I've ever known would be that evil. Yeah. So we have to wake up. And, you know, I got to promote HunterNation.org. If people yeah, I want to talk about that. Hunter Nation. Well, there's is... a lot of people go, what do we do? What do we do? Well, we are galvanizing the God family country work ethic. The man in the arena willing to be take sacrifices and make take risks to be in the asset column for their family and their community in America. HunterNation.org will be boots on the ground to make sure that any candidate running for public office lives up to the constitutional oath that differentiates America from the rest of the world. So HunterNation.org, these guys, boy, they're they're providing their trucks, they're providing their, their man hours, and they're making sure that conservative voters are registered and they vote. We don't endorse any candidate. But a candidate that doesn't represent God, family, country, constitution, bill of rights, Ten Commandment, golden rule, law and order, we're not letting them get voted in because that is the enemy of America. Amen. And hunters live by accountability. In this we country. see that. You know, in yeah. 2016, I went on the war path. Of course, I think I've been on the war path since around 1952. But, um, <laughs> right. We really found out we we were heartbroken, Mike, and we've shown you the numbers. The, the percentage of licensed hunters in America that are not registered to vote is why Stunning. America's going to hell. Because conservative values are at the foundation of all life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It's yeah. about freedom of choice. It's about constitutional, God guaranteed, God-given individual rights. And what we saw in 2016, the percentage of hunters that are not even registered, in some states it was as high as 65%, yeah. don't even vote. They'll complain about, well, you can't have my gun, or well, I need private property rights, or you can't tell me I can't relocate apples to kill a deer. And, but they didn't vote. So your your squawking is meaningless. Meaningless. So we we're we're on a, a jihad, a holy war, to register conservative families, and the epitome of the conservative family in America, licensed hunters, and they're my mm. friends, they're my blood brothers, and now they're waking up, they're registering, and they're going to vote those traditional values, and we can turn this country around in 2022. Good, because uh, you and I, uh, we we trade conversations that we have communications we have with elected officials and you know let me let me talk about and you and i saw this early on when we 
first became friends with the animal rights activists, how organized they are. And people who promote communism, socialism, anti-American beliefs, racism, rioting, they're extremely organized. And yet I can't get my friends to call or write our mayor about, you know, a sewer system, or I can't get someone to call their state rep about gun legislation. It's that apathy that has put us in this position. You know, Mike, we've talked about this around campfires and in many ways over the years, but worse than Marxism, worse than communism, worse than the liberal Democrat scourge on America, worse than all those freedom-destroying entities, apathy. Mm-hmm. When, when, when a good man or a woman has core beliefs and they squawk at the bar stool, they squawk around the campfire, they squawk at the bowling alley, they squawk around the Thanksgiving table, but then they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Pelosi cackles in the night that people who are not connected and engaged are actually supporting the destruction of America because they're bending over and giving the green light to people who are establishing policy that are destroying the work ethic, destroying law and order, literally celebrating tyranny and and, yeah. and, 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 and arson and, and rape and murder by releasing rapists and murders. And then they want to defund the police. Well, you know who wants to defund the police? Rapists want to yeah. defund the police. Burglars like to defund the police. And then making it more difficult to have a weapon to defend your family with. Who likes that? Carjackers and burglars, yeah. otherwise known as Democrats. I am all about someone voicing their opinion, whether I agree with it or not. But when you're burning down cities, it's no longer a protest. It is terrorism. And then you have, okay, so that is what it is. There's people rioting, but you have a vice president who's raising bail for these people. That's when my when my spirit was crushed in this country, when I saw that we're not only allowing terrorism, we're supporting it and promoting it. And that, boy, that was a wild time for me. Yeah, well, I hope people, you know, there, there's a lot of things we can do. But again, if you're apathetic and not engaged, then Nancy Pelosi and uh, yeah. Karl Marx would like to thank you. But here, there's some simple recipes. We've talked about them, and you do a great job, Mike. I salute you. And good families across this country salute your hammer for truth, logic, and common sense. But there's a, a bunch of simple things to shut down and back off the Marxists. Number one, be a member of the National Rifle Association and Gun Owners of America and your state firearms organization, the Illinois Firearms Association, uh, Illinois Rifle Illinois Association. Rifle Association. Right? Yeah, they hardcore. do a great job. They do a great job. So that's starters. Belong to every Second Amendment. The United States Concealed Carry Association. People Amazing. should go to uscca.com. Uscca.com. The more Second Amendment rights organizations you belong to, the more the liberals cringe and back off with their criminal agenda. Also, HunterNation.org. Yeah, you can go to Pheasants Forever and Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfall, Rocky Mountain Elk, and the National Wild Turkey, and, and Whitetails Unlimited. But all those organizations do is work on habitat, which is really important, but they don't do anything about voting for God, family, country. Yeah. So the best thing you can do is go to HunterNation.org, sign the pledge that you will get everybody in your life to register to vote, and vote your principles. 
vote for people who stand up for the Constitution, not people who trample the Constitution. Yeah. So I, I've, I've laid this recipe out for taking back America, and some people go, yeah, hurrah! And then they don't even they do, don't do anything, anything. Yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, my God. That's the heartbreaker. That's why I don't, I don't discuss uh, politics with my friends unless they say what they're doing to change it. It yep. starts with, you know, you, and, you started me when I was... Boy, when I still had hair, you know, you started me calling people and writing letters. And what happens is once you get into it, you get into a rhythm of activism. You can't live without it. You have got you see something bad happening, whether it's in your neighborhood, your city or your country. You feel compelled. It's a natural urge to get on the phone with my state rep and say, hey, I need you to support this legislation. Hey, what are we doing about this? Or, hey, how are we letting this happen because there are employees, and I think people You're lost that a long time ago. Mike Tomano, because you are what the Founding Fathers wanted all Americans to be, to be suspicious of everything and everybody, to hold everybody we elect to constitutional accountability, and demand truth, logic, and common sense. And it's not truth, logic, or common sense to release violent criminals and bail out arsonists who burned down Kenosha. Yeah. And then charge a man who used a firearm to defend himself, charge him with a crime, but not the people who attacked him viciously. This is literally, like you said a minute ago, there were times growing up where, all right, I, I'm going to vote Republican because they have, their ideas are just better. I think, I think tax accountability, and I think everybody paying some tax would make more sense than a bunch of people not paying any, not having skin in the game. So I would vote Republican because the Democrats' ideas were just not sensible. Now it literally is good versus yeah. evil. Yeah. You watch the United States government orchestrate the invasion of America. That is an invasion as orchestrated by the so-called president of the United States and his Democrat gang. And then they load up C-17 military transport jets with jihadists from Afghanistan without any vetting. That is orchestrating the invasion of America. And that's the definition of of treason. If anyone would like to debate me on that, I'll be more than happy to right. because I haven't danced on the skull of an idiot in the last couple hours, and it's always fun. <laughs> Stunning. Uh, you have reached a point in this country. And he, let's even go back. Jimmy Carter, you didn't have people who had a disdain. I don't care if they were Democrat or Republican in their White House. They didn't hate America or they didn't openly say that they wanted to destroy the foundations of our country. They had disagreements. You know, Jimmy Carter was a long way from Ronald Reagan on the spectrum. They didn't want to destroy the country. I never thought I'd see this day. I told my daughter, who's 18, I said, you have got to prepare yourself. You're going to have to learn skills that people never thought they would have to because we're so spoiled rotten in this country. Uh, you're going to have to. I think a lot of these people that are going back to hunting, Ted, are worried about not having the survival skills if all this sh falls apart, you know? So I think they're getting out there to learn how to, how to skin a duck or how to, how to shoot a pheasant. But these kids are going to have to equip themselves with an individual compass that allows them to remain thinking for themselves. And I don't think we've ever had that as powerful in this country. Like you said, academia, it's in sports, it's in 
the way that you say hello to people or, or if I, what pronoun I address you by. These things ruin people's careers. It's a frightening time, but that's why I direct people. I, you know, they say, oh, my kid, my kid's in college and they're getting woke and they're, they're, they hate themselves because they're white or they're afraid of this. I said, have you ever gone to Ted Nugent's Facebook page and watched his little get down? He, he puts a video up there. It's like every day, at least five days a week, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a communicating animal. I yeah. think truth, logic, and common sense has to be promoted and celebrated more now than ever. And I got to tell you, Mike, there is some uh, hope, and there's a bright shining light of youth uh, engagement because their instincts, I guarantee, exposed to the truth about sustained yield wildlife management, habitat carrying capacity, the importance of healthy wildlife and the wildlife habitat that produces quality of air, soil, and water. Yeah. With Just by making the statement I just stated, I have had people who were high on dope and wanted to be comfortably numb, which is actually uncomfortably dumb, and they wanted to save Bambi and Boo Boo. And just by explaining simple science and biology within minutes I have rearranged their psyche from a lifetime of brainwashing because the brainwashing was all lies and nasty and hate and dishonesty and anti-science and anti-nature. And within minutes they go, oh yeah, Aunt Edna did hit a deer and it went through the windshield of her Buick last week near that no hunting area. (laughs) So so the pragmatism and the the, the utilitarian uh, instinct It's in all of us, and it's been manifested by more and more people seeking the healing powers of nature as a participant, not as a spectator, as a hunter, a fisherman, a trapper, bringing in that natural fur, balancing that muskrat and beaver and mink population so that disease won't take place. And that natural fur is better than what Paul McCartney would tell you to wear, which is petroleum-based fake fur. Every time you don't use a real mink, you're destroying the environment, just like this whole lie about fossil fuels. The amount of Chinese lithium we're going to have to buy and the amount of fossil fuels we're going to have to burn to charge all these electric cars will be worse than than another Valdez oil spill. But people have been... Electric, electric, electric. But you need to charge all those batteries. And then after they wear out, where are you going to put the the rendered lithium? People, comfort is a sin right. when it's brought about by lies. And the comfortable numbness that the Democrat Party is selling is treacherous to mankind and the environment. Yeah, so we could we you know we could talk for a hundred days and never run out of examples. Right. But ultimately, I just want to salute you, Mike, because you you are a force to reckon with. Oh, thank you. God I, bless you. I love you madly, and what you <laughs> what you project and what you deliver, and the truth, logic, common sense, the goodwill, the decency, the 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 sensibility, the rational, reasonable, conscientious education that you spew it's so beautiful i'm so proud to call you my friend and my blood brother and here's the celebration there's a bunch of us out there yes there's a whole bunch of people that are waking up and seeing the treachery of the left the anti-nature of the left the anti-freedom of the left the anti-humanity of the left 
I'm going to force you to take this experimental shot. No, we haven't tested it yet. We have no idea what the long-term results are. And it's, um, uh, it's um, what's it called? Uh, it's gain of function. That, gain of uh, function, that yeah. Fauci took our tax dollars, hundreds of millions, with Pelosi and, and, and Obama, that we have the footage. We have the footage of Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, and genocidal Fauci financing the weaponization of the Wuhan virus, and we can't say that or we'll be banned from the town square, which I believe I have a First Amendment right to engage in. So these are the kind of, this is the kind of information that you are so good at delivering that you're facilitating the old goofy guitar player to help deliver, and it's, it's resonating. People yes. are waking up. I, I do welcome everybody. Come to TedNugent.com. Come to my Ted Nugent Spirit Campfire. Watch my Spirit of the Wild TV show on Outdoor Channel. I'm not promoting my stuff. By the way, Mike, I thought I would mention, because I'm a complete idiot, you will never find a check <laughs> from Spirit Wild Productions made out to Ted Nugent. You will never find a check from Sunrise Safaris made out to Ted Nugent. You will never find a check from Spirit Campfire, made out to Ted Nugent. I put it all back in to help inspire, educate, and motivate people to get back to truth, logic, common sense, goodwill, decency, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, that that man in the arena work ethic, so you're in the asset column for God, family, country, your neighborhood, and planet Earth. And Mike... People who listen to me go, that's radical, that's radical, wait, 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 wait a minute. Well, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so once they get past, once they get past their knee-jerk stupidity, right? they realize that Ted Nugent hasn't given you any opinions. It's not my opinion that venison is the best food for you. It's not my opinion that these deer have to be killed every year to make room for next year's production. This is not an opinion. I don't have an opinion that nature heals. Nature heals. I spread truth, logic, and common sense. So it's it's good for people, and i got to tell you, I think with the the unflinching atrocity of the left, breaking the law and violating their constitutional oath and just the hate and the dishonesty from yeah. the Democrats and the media. It, this is this is the best friend good Americans have ever had because they're turning off their own people and they're waking people up that if you're sitting on the fence, you are the enemy. You're not neutral. Your neutrality is facilitating and, and rolling out the red carpet to evil so let's get going hunternation.org hunternation.org also uh go to ted's facebook page and check out his spirit campfire man it's like it's like uh it's required viewing if you're not having fun with me tomorrow you're missing out on something if you don't have fun on my spirit campfire you better go have a brain some of the stuff you go off and i'm like oh man and it's like you're like a freight train. But here's my favorite thing is you and I are at the point now where we're actually discussing with people and you actually have to promote to people that being in charge of your own life. No, really. No, really. It's better than being dictated to. It, yes. It's like, what? where did we wake up? You know, where are we at? It's amazing. 
I want to talk about your new album, man, because you and I will go off on these tangents for two hours about politics. I want to talk about Detroit Muscle because just what I've heard, we played a little bit of Come and Take It, which I, I don't think you have to explain the meaning of that song, but um, there's a it's lot a love of... song. Are you going to have, um, are you going to have some instrumentals on this album? Mike, wait till you hear Winter, Spring, Summer, Fall. All right. All right. I mean, from hibernation to Scottish tea to migration to uh, homebound and TNT overture and free flight and the amazing sunrise. Earth tones, yeah. Astonishing earth tones. Are you kidding me? Well, let me me bring this up because, okay, you you definitely write some wonderful lyrics. I mean, you know, Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang. You can't write a more romantic song. Right. Um, and you write really thought-provoking lyrics and uh, fun lyrics. You put a lot of humor into some of your songs, and a lot of your songs are a call to action and a call to wake up. So when you're writing Great White Buffalo or you're writing uh, whatever, Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang, there's kind of a riffage going on there that, you know, you, you build on a riff and, you know, you do what you do as a creative artist. But when you do your instrumentals, and I'm thinking of the first time I heard Hibernation, I mean, it was so cinematic. It's lyrical in its own right, even though there's no words. When you go off on these instrumentals, it's like you immediately picture things in your head. When you when I hear Sunrise, I see ducks over a pond. And I'm, I'm going to ask you, when yep. you're in your creative process, when you're sitting down to write a a song and you decide it's going to be an instrumental and that kind of frees you up to kind of break the, uh, the chorus, you know, bridge chorus kind of, uh, format. Are you picturing these things in your head and trying to capture the essence through your guitar or do they just come out? As the uh, great samurai uh, chief said to Tom Hanks in the last samurai, too many minds. Listen, listen to me, Mike. Listen to this. I've never sat down to write a song in my life. I have never gone to my guitar to write a song in my life. I have guitars, I have amps, and my life is so far, far removed from the intensity of my music that when I come in from the trap line, you know how it's it's out of body when you're there. You're it's cold. It's yeah, breaking yeah. ice. You're getting the beaver out of the conibear, and you you got a mink in a in a in a foot trap. And that hawk flies over you and you look up, you stop in your waders and you're freezing, but you look up and there goes maybe a bald eagle. I am, I am so pure when I come out of God's cleavage. I know a lot of people like to get in the lap of God. I happen to like his cleavage because it's a, <laughs> she's, a, she's a woman, by the way. Right. And it's, it's, it's very buxomous. <laughs> hey, come in! So when I when I when I wriggle, wiggle out, out of, of God's cleavage, yes. When I when I, when I wriggle out of yes. God's cleavage, okay. And then I I wriggle out of my chest waders. I'm in the the cuckoo's nest man cave barn, right? And there's a guitar and there's an amp. I'll wash my hands because it's bloody and greasy and mucky, but I can't wait to grab that guitar. There is there is an out-of-body physics of spirituality yeah. that has so thoroughly purified me in the outdoors. Coming back, hanging up a deer, uh, 
putting the dogs in the kennel with their nice warm food for the night and skinning a squirrel. It is so primal mm-hmm. what I live. It's, it's, I am the primal goo. I'm not in the primal goo. I am the primal goo. So when I wash my hands and I strut across that concrete floor to that Gibson Birdland through that amp, yes, the lick happens and the lick says everybody loves the american campfire don't you hear it calling your name literally the guitar went and i went everybody loves the american campfire don't you hear it calling your name Everybody loves the American campfire. Go ahead and fan the flames. We'll gather round, children. The party is on. Family and friends are here. Pull up a stump and set yourself down. I'd like to buy you all a beer. Because everybody loves the American campfire. Don't you hear it calling your name? Okay. I didn't right. write I didn't I didn't write that. It, it just it, it came happened. forth, it, yeah. It happened. I like to think that I ejaculate songs. Yes. Um, I am so revved up and so at ease at this. Only, there's only a few of you that understand what I mean when I say I am so at ease slash revved up. Yeah. When I'm in my tree stand, I am literally subconscious but prepared to kill. Yeah. Yeah. And unless you've been a bow hunter all your life, like I, you're not going to come up with these licks. I got songs on this new record, one called Driving Blind, a song called Feedback Grindfire that is just vulgar. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's just obscene. And when you have a Greg Smith on bass guitar and a Jason Hartless on drums and a Michael... Yeah, Michael Lute smoking in the boys. Yeah, Brownsville baby, Station. Brownsville Station. All when right. you're surrounded, when you're surrounded by rhythm and blues alter genuflectors, it, it it the the unleashing of my licks. Every song, go back to the Amboy Dukes. Every lick, every song, every lyric. I never ever had a pad of paper and a pencil, and I never wrote down a lyric in my life. Wow! I oh, start wow. singing. I start singing to the song. That's it. Okay. And then after I'm done singing the song, I go, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> and then I, I play the, well, listen, everybody, to what I got to say. There's hope for tomorrow if we wake up today. What happened long ago in the new magic land, the Indian and the buffalo existed. And it, you can't write that. No, no. It, it, you you're a conduit. That. You're a conduit. Uh, to. I am a conduit. Yeah, okay. And, I got gotcha. you. And I'll tell you. Um, I don't know about guys that do different chemicals upon themselves, but none of them have been as high as I've been. Right. I don't care if you're injecting acid into your eyeballs. <laughs> uh, you're never, you're never going to have the, the flurry yes. of effervescence that I experienced coming out of the primal scream into my guitar zone it i'm yeah. telling you i i look to god and i thank him every day that i have this pure unearthly but extremely earthly it's so it's so not earthly it's so gooey swampy 
forest chainsaw gut piles. It's it's literally. I, I, I'm pretty good with words, but and I'm just going to give you a flurry of images. But it's it's Michael the Archangel meets I don't know a rabid wolverine attacking a squirrel <laughs> okay. and it's all it's a ballet of right. god's miracle it is and and you know it's you mentioned coming in from god's cleavage so eloquently and poetically but um there's an exhaustion that occurs and and you know as a writer and as someone who is a musician myself and i i produce things and i produce these shows that i put out when i come in from a day behind the dogs in the pheasant field, or I've been on the boat since the break of dawn and it's the middle of the night now and I'm coming home to clean a cooler full of fish. That exhaustion of a, of a day that it was so well spent actually opens up those creative juices. So I'm right on I'm exactly it's where like you're at. You know. can't stop them. Yeah. And you don't dare stop them. I need to come in and immediately wash the blood and guts off my hands, and I immediately have to grab that guitar. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll be perfectly, uh, everything I do is perfectly honest. There were times, or there's another primal scream. There's another purity human experience. It's called sex. Yeah, that's an inspiration. And when I, when I was on my sex jihad um, <laughs> from... The age of fifteen on, some of those licks erupted after mucho sex. Again, there's that there's that primal exhaustion. I think that yes. that opens up the floodgates, and it, it, what it does, it tears away the barriers. When you're in nature, and that's where Ted Nugent gets inspired from, or when you're making love, once you're done, all the pretense of the fake world has been burned away oh, you are you are absolutely done properly um <laughs> after after pure uninhibited primal animal sexual adventure you are as pure of thought yeah it's actually you're 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 so pure of thoughtlessness you are so uninhibited that like uh, Jimi Hendrix said, uh, ain't no life nowhere. <laughs> there really is nothing because you just went to the spiritual, the physics of spirituality mountaintop through killer sex that that all of a sudden, that's where the stranglehold lick came from. That's where the yeah. journey to the center of the mind lick came from. Yeah, That's where a lot of those songs um, came from. Uh, Dog Eat Dog was a direct result of downtown Detroit in the, during the 67 riots and the imagery, you know, sabotage on the downtown streets, police cars will return, can't do nothing to beat the heat, and if you don't, you'll get burned. Right. Sleek women behind every door, it costs more than you got. You best pay up if you want some more, because if you don't, you'll get shot. Dog, dog, dog eat dog. Right on. This, I, didn't, I didn't write that. I sang it. And I had to go back and remember what I sang. Yeah, it's like you're a reporter. You're reporting. Yes. What's yes? This is a this is really and for songwriters out there, I think, and for musicians, this is golden stuff that I'm trying to put out with this podcast. I'm trying to open it up to creative lives and creative careers and a creative approach. Because the one thing I hate from my students, or they're like, I'm in a rut. How could you be in a rut? You're playing the drums. 
There is no rut. Just keep going. No You'll find rut, something. Except the, except the breeding season. The, <laughs> the only rut is for deer hunting or when, you, when you're old enough to get her. My kids are young. so. But let's talk about, um, you know, you talked about the, the, the relationship between the wild and your, your lifestyle and the music. I want to go back to a couple albums. When you were when you had become lead dog completely in the Amboy Dukes and before your epic release under your uh, your name, you you had Ted Nugent in the Amboy Dukes, Call of the Wild, and Tooth Fang and Claw, and those were the first albums I got uh, of yours. And of course, I bought Tooth Fang and Claw only because I was like, who is this guy? You know, dressed like a wild animal uh, on this cover. But there was a real connection there. So this has always been there. But I wanted to talk, bring you back to those days. Do you remember being in the studio with those cats? Absolutely. In fact, I was just on the phone with Andy Solomon. Uh, just oh, wow. My, my, yeah, the incredible Hammond B3 and uh, Fender Rhodes piano god. Yeah. Um, yes, I remember all of that because I've been clean and sober my whole life. And I cherished, embraced, yeah. and cataloged, and, 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 and consumed, and masticated, and regurgitated, and remasticated all those experiences with all those incredible musicians, KJ Knight on drums, um, it, it's so, but Rob Grange on bass and Rob Ruzga on the, uh, the, the survival of the fittest. Yes. So many amazing virtuosos that are epitomized by Greg Smith today and Jason Hartless on this new Detroit muscle record. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm an uninhibited adventurous musical journeyman. Yeah, and I'm always experimenting with tones and notes that are that are improper. <laughs> I like I like improper notes, right? Um, that have a bit of a dissonance, but then 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 wriggle themselves into sonic uh, confluence. Yeah, um, and and and, and it, it's it, I'm so free. I'm so I don't come in with any baggage. I'm so open to anything. And and I'm so surrounded by such incredibly gifted virtuosos. That's my music has impacted people so powerfully yeah. because of the incredible men at my side. You know, it, it, you talk about stranglehold and how it just you know you just ejaculated it. That is a song. I don't care if I'm at a high school football game, if I'm at a Blackhawks game, if I'm at a restaurant, if I'm at a nightclub. That song comes on. And it's like a mass movement of Buffalo. People all nod together. It, it's almost, yep. it's a hypnotic riff. It's amazing. And there's no one that doesn't like Stranglehold, except I think uh, Kamala Harris and Ilan Homar. Those, those are the only two there's people. A, there's a number of neuters out there, a bunch of uh, neuters that don't quite grasp the sexuality of God's gift. What um, a song. You yeah. know, in the new album, uh, you know, I can't, the minute you get the new record, it should be out, Detroit Muscle should be out sometime in October, I hope. Yeah, Detroit when you, Muscle. When you hear the title track, Detroit Muscle, strap your ass in, I've got a fire-breathing Mopar. Downtown Detroit is like a rock and roll dream. Kick out the jams if you really want to go far. The Motor City Soul going to make you scream. That's it. Wait till you hear Detroit Muscle. Come and take it all the way through. Born in the Motor City, holy God, uh, driving blind, Alaska, winter, spring, summer, fall. Yeah. Wait till you hear these songs. My brother John died. Yes. 
and I went to my guitar, and I didn't write it, but I sang Leave the Lights On. All right. Because he's coming home. Yeah, amen. He was a great guy. Great. You have a great, great family, man. All, and uh, those memories are amazing. And, and like you said, the, the same thing, your brother John passed away, the song came out. Uh, Fred Bear. Fred Bear passed Fred away. Bear. And you and That's I had a magic. long conversation. We did an hour on that song uh, 10 years ago where you, you just sat down, you're crying, and uh, you grabbed that guitar, and you didn't. Ted Nugent didn't play that song. The universe played that song and put it through Ted Nugent. That's amazing stuff. That's, That's exactly amazing. Right. And I want people to I want people to tap into this because uh but, but going back to to you know how you write in this new album, you had that connection of coming out of the field and right into the studio there because you recorded it in your barn on your homestead in in, in uh Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that, so you know, when you're surrounded by about oh, I'd say uh, three hundred thousand rounds of ammo, <laughs> enough artillery to combat ISIS, right? Um, since, since our government gave them all the weapons, um, when you've got dead animal heads all the way around smiling and saying thank you for us- utilizing my precious protein, uh, when you got Happy Sadie and Coco, and you got sexy ass. Middle Miss Dangerous Shemaine coming down with coffee once in a while, and you got Andy and Tim Paddlin and Michael Lutz and Greg Smith and Jason nice. Heartless, and Toby comes in with another box of ammo and another, another gross of arrows. And when you got all this inspiration around you, if, I'm telling you, we are like a bunch of horny teenagers with our first piece of ass and a loud amplifier. Amen. It was just, uh, uh, it was like an unleashed orgy yeah. of killer music and grinds and what greg and what greg and jason do to my riffs and my songs is just every guitar player's dream so when you hear this record i want you to listen to it and then we're going to do another interview because jason greg tim andy and michael all say these are the best songs i've ever written yeah yeah that's what i'm hearing that's the buzz I keep in touch yep. with uh, Greg and and Jason. Jason's on cloud nine still. He 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 was uh, you know you let that kid unleash. Let me tell you something about Jason Heartless. He's like a meshing of two worlds for me. As a drummer, I watch these cats and I kind of you know okay where is this guy coming? From? Tommy Clefitos. When you had him in, I got to know him and become friends with him. He was just a, a primal pounder, just a monster. It was pure energy. Uh, of course, you had the great Tommy Aldridge, Cliff Davis. We can go down the line. But with Jason, I see this young kid, and he's got that hardcore pounding. He's got that metal edge, but he's also got this kind of finesse, like a Jeff Percaro or a Steve Smith had on the Journey albums. Wait till you hear what he does. We have a song in the new record called Driving Blind. It's kind of like a semi-groove shuffle mm. that... um. Because there I was, minding my own business, kind of caught off guard. I wrote the book on sexual healing, I swear to God. And I think I found the answer to get you peace of mind. Stop flirting with disaster and don't get caught driving blind. And he just, I mean, uh, 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 Frank Beard. It comes to mind because he got such a shuffle, such got a that groove, shuffle, such yeah. a bluesy, yeah. and it actually it actually delves into a jazzy midsection. So you're you're just you're just not going to believe this record and bringing up Jason and his unlimited uh, arsenal of drumming capabilities and technology, um, and such a such a Motown child of groove. And yeah. Greg Smith, 
wait till you hear oh, what Greg does on Driving Blind and yeah. in the song Alaska. He's a bassist, bassist. The guy's amazing. Just a monster. I mean, he brings me back to Greg Rama and, yes. and, uh, and and James Jamerson and uh, these jazz monsters, but without, without ever losing the Dusty Hill May Rest in Peace groove. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, yeah, we're so proud of the record, and I know that real music lovers will just love this record because it's, it's just an animal breeding soundtrack of uppity, fun, defiant, yeah. American shit kicker hell raising. I'm so, I, I, I can't wait for you to hear the record. I can't wait to hear it myself. You know, you talked about the, the jazz influence. Uh, I talked to Ron Carter not too long ago. The, I heard that interview. That was a great interview. What a great Holy guy. Oh. What a what a beautiful man. We were talking about the Detroit. There's something about Detroit with music. I mean, obviously Motown and jazz and and the rock and roll, the Grand Funk Railroads, the Ted Nugents, the Mitch Riders. But you guys all had this blue collar edge of saying, we're going to do it our own way. And you, you didn't imitate anybody. You kind of forged your own sound. There's a Detroit sound. I mean, there's a million bands from Chicago they don't have a uniform sound, but there's a grit and a grind from Detroit musicians that I think just comes from the personalities from the 60s and the 50s when they were coming up. Well, when I, when I mean, in, in the song Detroit Muscle goes, oh, yeah, um, we got Bob Seger, got the MC5, Killer Amboy Dukes, Grand Funk is on fire. Yeah. Um, there really is a piss and vinegar defiant factor and a competitive nature to be tighter and get more outrageous grooves. And it all comes from Mitch Ryder of the Detroit Wheels and yes. all the Motown gods. I mean, whether it's the MC5 or Bob Seger, nowadays with Kid Rock and even Eminem, I can't stand that type of music. But boy, you got to admit, he's, he, he sold up, I don't know, 70, 80 million records because there's an authenticity. There's a, there's a believability, even though I don't believe in anything Eminem believes in. <laughs> Right. But I still give him musical credit. It right. really no, has a, a heart and soul. Even the romantics in Brownsville Station, and there was an old band, uh, um, uh, the, uh, the Scott Richardson case, and the Rationals, and, and and even Alice Cooper comes from Detroit, and you can hear that influence on occasion outside the vaudeville stuff. But yeah, I couldn't be more proud. I, I've traveled the world, when there is no question that while the San Francisco sounds, the Quicksilver and the and the and the Jefferson big brother, the holding yeah. company, and 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 the the god awful, uh, um, what's that band? I can't Grateful hear Dead. Name. Grateful Dead. I can't stand that music because it's not tight. It's not authoritative. It's it's too oh. Caucasian. But then you stop and go back to the, the Bob Seger and Ted Nugent and Grand Funk and listen listen to the way we play. Yeah, you couldn't we, be second. Yeah. You couldn't be second. We're genuflecting at the altar of the Motown yes. Funk Brothers and James Brown and Wilson Pickett and certainly what Chuck and Bo Diddley and Little Richard did, but we never lost that black grind, that right. black musical authority. And those guys were all on LSD and they their guitar tones suck, but we really were competitive. And you know, my great guitar teacher, Joe Podorsic, just passed away last yes. month. Yes. And my original singer from 1959, John break he passed away last month so there that i'm keeping it alive and the reason this record is called detroit muscle is because there is a detroit muscle music power yeah and in this record epitomizes that and i can't wait for you all to hear it so it's gonna be it's gonna be out soon right 
Yeah, I expect uh, come and take it to be out in the next couple of weeks and the rest of the record out sometime in October. Well, I'm going to let this little snippet of come and take it take us out. God bless you, Ted. You know I love you, brother. Back at you, Mike. Carry on with your truth, logic, and common sense. Crowbar, have the best hunting season of your life. May the great spirit be forever at your side. And thank you for being on the front lines of this spiritual war where we're good over their evil. God bless you, Mike. Come and take it. Come and take it. Mike Tamano happening. Yep, Godspeed.